take our Bibles, if you found it, Daniel chapter number 3. We'll look down through several of the verses here. I'll kind of preach my way down through here instead of reading the entire passage of Scripture. Understanding the context of Daniel chapter 3, the captivity that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in. We understand they've been taken captive. We understand that Nebuchadnezzar is the king. Nebuchadnezzar is so prideful that he sets up a golden image and says that everybody is to bow down to that image when the music is being played. And aren't you thankful, first of all, that we serve a a living God, that we don't have to bow down to an image. And, uh, of course, that's contrary to the Scriptures. Um, We're not supposed to make any image, not supposed to bow down to any, no graven images. And so we're not supposed to pray to them. And you say, well, what about so-and-so? Well, they're wrong (laughs) if they're praying to an image. And uh, so we look down through here, Nebuchadnezzar has set up this golden image And he has said that you bow down when the music is being played. And I want you to see this beginning in verse number 8. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer. I'll say this, that'd make a great orchestra, wouldn't it? Nothing wrong with the, with the orchestra, it's just what they were being used for. And all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace." There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now, let me begin by saying I am thankful that we are not living in the Babylonian empire I'm thankful that we have not been taken captive. I'm thankful that I understand during this time period and what they had to endure. But I'm also thankful that God gives us insight to be able to come back and to be able to look at the Scriptures and to be able to learn from them and to be able to make some application to our hearts and lives. And so as I look down through, I'd like to set the context of Scripture that they are in a pagan land. They are actually being used, as the Bible says, that they have been set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. So they're actually in leadership positions that God is using them there. They have gained favor with the government there. And it would be real easy at this point... Understand, we're all reading about this, but they had no one around. They were taken from their family. Their parents weren't there. Their pastor wasn't there. 
their priest wasn't there. Their co-laborers or others in the youth group weren't there. You say, well, they didn't have a pastor back then. They didn't have a youth pastor. I'm just trying to tie in the parallel to here. These three, as they've been put in this foreign land, and I want to encourage us because there is a characteristic that I see in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that I believe that we can look at some things in this passage of Scripture to be able to help us. How many enjoyed the, the fiery furnace Sunday school lesson when you were growing up? I mean, you heard Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. How many are thankful you didn't have to live it and go through the fiery furnace, okay? Step outside today. You might get a sense of it. But uh, no, even this isn't what it, how bad it was. But I see something in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's life that we can apply to our hearts and lives, and it's this characteristic that I'll give to us. They didn't take a break from obeying God. No break for obeying God. Now, I want to encourage us, because it was actually just mentioned on Tuesday as we were up at that preacher's meeting, another pastor was up there, and uh, things get real honest at a preacher's meeting, okay? And uh, if, if they'll be honest, if not, we just put on a facade and tell everybody that everything's great and uh, let them know that we've got the best church in the world and there's no problems whatsoever. This one pastor was making mention, he said, you know, it's amazing how we can, we can find a reason about every month of the year as a pastor why people aren't going to be in church, why they're not going to come. And he got up and he said, we're just getting back and building momentum. He said, and now summertime comes. And he said, they're going to split for the summertime. And then they'll be back in maybe when school gets settled back in. And he said, but you know, if we're honest, he said, we can look at something every month of the year and figure out on why people aren't going to be in church. I want to encourage us, and yes, this is a very pointed message to be able to help us and encourage us, not pointed towards one person, but just to encourage us as we go into the summertime of not taking a break from obeying God. That we don't take a break from being a Christian. We don't take a vacation from following the Lord. Now, it would have been easy for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being here in a foreign land, and I've already given the, the, the backstory to this, that nobody would have known besides them if they would have bowed down to this golden idol. I don't know if anybody would have written a note back to mom and dad and said, do you know what your boys are doing down here in the foreign land? No, if it was any letter going back home, it probably would have been a letter of commendation for submitting and for doing what was told to them. But they had something inside of them that would not allow them to bow down. Something that would not allow them, listen, they had a relationship, I believe, with God Almighty and something inside of them, they had been taught right, they had been trained right, something was settled in there saying, listen, just because we're in a foreign land or just because we've got vacation time doesn't mean we take a break from being a Christian. And as I look at the scriptures here, I want to just encourage us in this matter because, listen, we're going into that day and time, especially in the summertime, it's going to be real easy to say, listen, I don't think I need to be to church. I can, I can head to the lake. 
It's going to be real easy to say, listen, I don't have to obey God. I can, I can catch up on my Bible reading later. And, and we think, I've only got a limited time to be able to go do this. No, God still requires faithfulness even through the summertime. I think the lake can wait. They're probably dressed too immodest out there for you to be looking at it anyway. Let me back up. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back and hit that one again. Hey, listen, we, we still need to be Christians. We still need to be faithful. You say, well, pastor, does that mean that, that you're saying and preaching this whole message, we need to be in church Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Thursday night? Now, listen, I'm not talking about if you're not here punching your time clock. That's not what this is about. I'm talking about faithfulness to being a Christian. Faithfulness to being a Christian. If I were to preach this to a bunch of teenagers right now that are finishing up school for the year, I would say you can't take a break from being a Christian. And I want to encourage on these areas... We don't take a break from being a Christian even when everybody else is bowing down. You say, what do you mean? Can I say just because the crowd may be doing something else and not being faithful to the Lord does not negate us of our responsibility to be true to the Lord Jesus Christ who saved our souls? Now here we have this entire crowd that's gathered around here. And do you understand in the entire crowd that is gathered around and bowing down to this idol, as soon as the music gets started, you understand as soon as that happens, there are only three out of all of them that are left standing when everybody else is bowing down. You say, but pastor, do you understand that, that in society today that, that it's, just, it's just me in my area that, that's not bowing down, that's not going this direction, that's not yielding to the things of the world? Hey, we've got a wonderful example in Scripture of three that are spread out across that kingdom that did not bow down when the world said you need to bow down this direction. And I thought, Lord, if you'd help us in this matter of faithfulness, I want to encourage us as a church. Listen, all around us there may be churches that may be bowing down and going a different direction, but that doesn't mean that it's right for us to do that. We don't take a vacation from being a Christian when everybody else is bowing down and we may be in the minority. Some may say, well, pastor, why do you still preach that? Why do you still say that? Why do you still encourage our young people to do what's right and to live for God? Why are you still doing Hey, that's just so old school. That's just old fashioned. We're not supposed to do that anymore. Let them live how they want to live. No, you don't take a break from being a Christian. We're a Christian 24-7. God saved our soul. Aren't you thankful that God don't take a break from being our Savior? Why do we take a break from living the Christian life? And listen, we're going into these months. I want to encourage you, commit now to be faithful to the Lord. We can get so distracted with everything else, but say, hey, I'm going to stay focused on the Lord. Even though everybody else, hey... What about it if the family starts coming and saying, hey, we're all going to take off and we're all going to do this. You don't need to go to church at all. Hey, now hold on. We got church time. Invite them to come to church with you instead of the other direction. Well, they might not like me. Well, I'm thankful that God can be pleased with us instead of everyone else. He's the one that's going to judge me one day, isn't he? 
Someone said it once this way, said, uh, would, you, would you rather be liked by everyone else and judged by God or judged by everyone else and liked by God <laughs> and living for God? I want to encourage us. Listen, it would have been so easy for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Music starts playing. Hey, I'm talking compromising just a little bit of bending down saying, I'm just going to tie my shoe. I'm just going to latch it up my sandal. And I'm not really bowing down. It just happened to be at the same time that everybody else is doing it. No, I believe they squared their shoulders back and said, we're not taking a break from the beliefs that God has given to us. And we're going to be found faithful when everybody else is bowing down. But then second of all, now listen, we understand what it costs them. We, we read down through here and they're brought before Nebuchadnezzar. And the Bible says in verse number 13 that Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring them. And then he lays it out and says, maybe you didn't understand, but when this music is played, you're supposed to be bowing down to it. And Nebuchadnezzar said, I mean, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego at the end of verse number 16 says, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. Verse 17, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand. You know the story, if you read down through here, do you know they actually got thrown in the fiery furnace? And we, we happen to think that God's not going to ever let anything happen to us. No, God allowed them to be thrown in the fiery furnace, but it's in the fiery furnace that they actually saw the Son of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ was in the fire with them. And I thought, and I looked back through this passage of Scripture, I said, there's no time off from being a Christian when God may want to do the impossible through you. Do you understand what God did through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? There is nobody else in history that we have record of if we say, hey, who survived the fiery furnace? Everybody that's been in church or read the Bible says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's not another name that even comes to mind. And I'm thinking, do you understand how miraculous that is? The Bible says they came out on the other side and didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. And the only thing that was burned was the cords that bound them. That's all that burned off. And I thought, talk about doing the impossible. Now, what if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had bowed down? What if they had surrendered and said, well, everybody's doing it, so we might as well do it too. What if they said, hey, God will understand if we're not true to God for just these five minutes. What would have happened? The impossible wouldn't have been accomplished through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But they said, hey, them five minutes aren't worth taking a break from being faithful to God to be able to save our lives. Listen, they were faithful to the Lord, and guess what? The Lord saved their lives. Now, they didn't know that going into it because they said our Lord will deliver us. But what we didn't read was verse number 18 in the first three words that say, but if not. <laughs> now, we believe God's going to deliver us, but if he doesn't, just, we're not going to bow down. And I thought, listen, it's getting easier and easier in this day and age that we live in to bow down, take a break from being a Christian. Well, that's my church life, and this is my personal life. Well, that's my work life. This is my Christian life. It's getting so much easier today just to be able to take a break from being a Christian. I wonder what God's trying to do in and through us if we just stand for the cause of Christ and be faithful to God no matter where we're at. 
Well, pastor, I might not have the the friends that I have all the time. They might not be gathered around me. Well, let me ask you this. If they're not going to be your friends because you're standing for God, are they really your friends to be able to start off with? Well, it's just going to be a lonely life. Remember what I read last week over in Lamentations chapter number 3? It's good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. The next verse, he sitteth alone and in silence because he hath borne it. God's not always saying you're going to be the most popular. They were the most popular for the wrong reason. But boy, God brought them through. There's no time to take a vacation in being a Christian. Staying faithful. I'm talking wherever you're at. I'm talking if, 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 if you're flying out to California, if you're going to Tennessee, if you're going to Massachusetts. Hey, I know people are traveling this summer. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. The Bible's not saying don't travel somewhere, but while you're there, you don't take a break from being a Christian. We're still a child of God. We're still faithful to Him. And God may want to do the impossible through us. Then can I say this? We don't take a break even when we fall down in the trial. You say, oh no, they, they, they did fine, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I want you to see the physical posture that they had. Look at verse number 23 with me. Verse number 23, the Bible says, In these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what's the next three words? Fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Now, you say, well, that's no big deal. Well, I'd probably fall down too. Here's the spiritual application, okay? They're going through literally the toughest time they've ever gone through in life. It's about to cost them their life. They fall down bound. Yes, physically they did that. Look at two verses down here in verse number 25. Two verses later. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose. They're not bound anymore. And the next word, walking. Do you know what happened when they fell down in there? They got up. Do you know what we do when we fall down as a Christian? Most of the time we lay there and wait for someone to come along and join us in our pity party for it. No. Hey, they fell down. Yes, they fell down in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Guess what? I believe we probably would have fallen down if we got thrown in there too. And they could have laid there and said, I'm just waiting to burn up. But the next time they're mentioned, they're up and walking around. You say, Pastor, that's just something simple there. No, I'm saying God spoke to my heart about that because the Bible does say, and we heard it last night, that a just man falleth seven times and riseth again. You say, I'm going through this in life. When you fall down, it's not time to sit back and say, well, I'll just take a break from being a Christian then and I'll get back in later on. No. Get back up and start walking where God wants you to go and get faithful in the work of God. You say, well, this this happened in my life and this happened in my life and and pastor, you know I, I, I fell down over here and I fell spiritually I told a lady down at drug court, I walked in and I asked her, I said, how's your week been? She said, honestly, it's been horrible. How many have ever had one of those? She said, it's been miserable. And she said, I failed. She said, I fell. And she said, I don't know what's going on. I think you were with me that day. And I looked over at her. I said, you know, the Bible says that's going to happen. I said, a just man falls seven times. And she's by, by no means at that point was she a just lady. And I said, but I want to encourage you on this. I said, when you do fall, I said, fall forward. I said, because at least you're still heading the same direction. 
And I said, you don't have to make up that ground. I said, at least fall forward so that your, your momentum's going that direction. God's not looking to hurt us. When we fall down, He is looking to be able to help us get back up. You say, well, I've gone through this failure in my life and it'd be real easy to just say, well, what's the sense of going forward? What's the sense of continuing on? And you know this as well as I do. There's times that that you try to help and you can't help and you may feel like a failure. You may feel like everything's falling down around you. That's not a time to quit and say I'm done and throw in the towel. We don't take a break from being a Christian. Get back up. It's in the midst of that that the Lord Jesus revealed himself in such an intimate way that I don't believe had been seen since then when we saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think some are just too prideful to get up. And it's easier to lay down and blame everybody that threw me into the fire than it is to get up and walk around with the Lord in the midst of it. I want to give you one more thought on this. It's not time to take off as a Christian when the world needs to hear about God. You say, what do you mean? You understand down in verse number 28, after they came out, the Bible says in 27, no fire, the fire had no power. Hair of their head was not singed. They, their coats weren't changed, nor the smell of fire. Verse 28, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. You know what this world just needed to see? Do you understand what took place? Nebuchadnezzar viewed himself as that God. Nebuchadnezzar viewed himself and set up that golden image and said that's what you're supposed to worship. But God used three young men that didn't say, well, I'm going to take a break. Three young men that didn't say, well, dad and mom aren't around. I can bow down to this idol and nobody's going to know anything. God used three young men that were willing to stand and not bow to go through and let God do the impossible for that result to go to every people, every nation, every language. And it wasn't about bowing down to the idol that Nebuchadnezzar made. It was about their God. And I thought, I wonder what God could do with us if we said, I'm just not taking time off from being a Christian. Now listen, the temptation's always there. It's always there. I'll take it a step further. You, you know how many times it's like I see a phone ringing and I'm like, I really don't want to be a pastor right now. Because <laughs> I know what the conversation's going to be on the other side. A text message comes through. I really don't want to open that text message right now. You say, oh, I want to take it off. But then we see, boy, God worked through all of that. How many times as being a Christian, listen, as you say, I just don't feel like being a Christian right now. God, God speaks to our heart. Someone needs to be witnessed to. Someone needs to be encouraged. And we start saying, I don't know if I want to do that right now. I, I just want to concentrate on me. I don't want to give a word of encouragement. I don't want to build them up. And the Lord says, 
but I put them right there in front of you. And I found out it's during those times when we yield to the Holy Spirit of God and we're obedient to Him. Boy, God blesses and works through that situation and we were able to be an encouragement and a blessing just because we didn't say we were going to take time off and being a Christian. You never know who God will have you come in contact with over the next three months as we go through the summertime. You never know. I know you'll go more places than maybe what you did in January. I know you'll probably come in contact with more people. They're, they're all out and around everywhere. I wonder if we could be sensitive to all of that. And say, so, you know, I might have time off from work. I might have time off from school. I might have time off with the family. I'm not going to take any time off from God. And God can still use me through all of this time too. And just looking at an example of three Hebrew young men that said, I'm going to be faithful and not take time off from my beliefs even when I'm in a foreign land. I said, Lord, would you encourage us in that? Bring it back to our hearts and our minds to be faithful. What if God was desiring to give us the greatest summer we ever had? I want to be found faithful for it. There's some things, and I'll give you this example. There were several churches that were represented last night over at that men's meeting, so you won't be able to figure out which one it was. I had a man walk up to me, not from our church, and here's what he said. He walked up and he said, Brother Chamberlain, here's what he said. He said, I just want to tell you how much I admire Granite State Baptist Church. And he said, I've just never seen a church people that are going after outreach. He said, and going after people in our community. And he said, ours, he's really close by. He said, a church that's going after it like what Granite State is. And I thought about this. I said, what if we took the time off? I put in the prayer sheet and I made mention of it Thursday that Miss Ellen Hazeltine passed away. And Brother Don, I thought about the day we were out, we were doing something outside. And they, they were driving by and saw someone outside and they just pulled in the parking lot to be able to talk to us. And then it was a few months later, they actually came to church, and she always made mention of the first time. Well, then they got saved. What if, what if, brother and sister Shepherd, being in their 80s, said, I'm just taking some time off. They started going by every week, sitting down and teaching the Bible, being able to show them what the Scripture said, and they got to lead both of them to the Lord. But then not just that, we got those in their 80s, Harry and Ellen, and she said, I always thought it was so special. She said, you and Dawn were the first ones that I met pulling in there, and she said, you're our pastor, and they got baptized in, in their swimming pool down there because they couldn't climb into our baptistry downstairs and went down to Dawn and Judy's house and got baptized in the pool down there and she said I never forgot that you're the first two that I met, that we met when we pulled in there and now being baptized at his house 
And I thought, what if we decided to take some time off and not be, I'm not saying not working outside. I'm talking about, I don't feel like talking with people right now. (laughs) What if we'd, we'd done that? What if we'd said, nah, I'm not interested? Oh, they don't matter. No, they do matter. There's a lady in heaven today because some people took some time and didn't say, I'm too old for this, didn't say, I'm taking some time off, didn't say, I'm, I'm done with it. There are souls that are saved today. Brother Leroy Zutter has written a small gospel track. I guarantee you hundreds, if not thousands, have gone through that track rack back there and handing that gospel track out. You know why? Because a man in his 80s said, well, I may be retired, but I'm not done. Sat down and wrote the gospel down, started printing them out, and they get handed out all over the place. Come down to market days, hundreds of them being handed out down at market days. Can I encourage you? It doesn't matter if it's summertime, wintertime. We don't take a break from being a Christian. Let's stay faithful to the Lord. You never know. You might have a, a, a fiery furnace experience, and I'm not asking the Lord to give you one, Okay. But it may just be something like that, that God says, I want to do the impossible through you and be able to see some souls saved, be able to see some lives changed. Let's commit that we're going to stay faithful as a Christian and not take the time off. Stay faithful to the Lord. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you. Lord, I thank you so much for the word of God. I thank you that it's true. Lord, I'm thankful for who you are in our lives. Lord, I know sometimes we think we can't learn much from some young men. But we sure have learned a lot from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be found faithful. Yeah, there's going to be times that we fall down. Lord, I pray that we'd get up. Because others may see the presence of the Lord in our lives because we get up. Lord, help us to be faithful to being a Christian. May you be honored and glorified in our lives now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.